Hi, I'm Jamila, and Anybody Everybody Tottenham is a boy monthly podcast introducing the good people of Tottenham to you. Welcome! Today I'm talking to Aaron, a young filmmaker from Tottenham. We are covering how he got inspired to have a career in film production, why we should be behaving like tourists in Tottenham, and even a little bit about the riots and his shifting relationship to Tottenham. Welcome, Aaron, to the podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. So I came across Aaron's work first when I saw the documentary on West Green Road, which I'm going to also link in the show notes because it's just brilliant. So Aaron, can you tell us a little bit about your connection to Tottenham? To Tottenham? Well, I was born in Tottenham. I've lived there for 22 years. I just moved out three months ago away from my uh, parents. Um, but yeah, I pretty much spent all my life in Tottenham and studied there all the way till secondary school. And then I would commute from commute from Tottenham to my college, which was in South London, there and back. My dad's um, got a cafe there. So yeah, I spent my, a lot of time. Has Tottenham and your experience changed over the last 10 years, five years, 20 years? Yes, it has. Over the past five years, I think. I think before I went to university, or actually during the time that um, I studied at university, every time I'd come home and visit my family, I would see lots of new faces. I'd see the type of people that I would study with, the more kind of middle class slash upper, upper class people, more white faces, okay. I'd say. Um, people that have clearly English parents. Um, so yeah, I've, I've seen different people come in, different businesses start up as well, like the more hip kind of hipster cafes, seen more of those. It's it's definitely changing. When I studied secondary school, Northum I studied at Northumberland Park Community School, which is uh, just by Tottenham Stadium. And now I think, yeah, they've changed their name, their academy now. But while I was studying there, I don't think there were any white British people. It was mostly you know turkish or somali um caribbean and you said your dad has a cafe has he had that cafe for a long time yeah so he had his first cafe in green lanes pretty close by um and green lanes is pretty much mini turkey if you want to get proper turkish food i really think that is the best place the whole stretch the whole road feels like istanbul you get cars driving by blasting turkish music get you know bakeries turkish bakeries turkish restaurants yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's brilliant the yasha halim yeah as you said they're really big and they've been there for a while so yeah my dad had a cafe there from 2006 i think all the way to i think it was 10 years actually so 2016 and then at 2016 he moved over to west green road so the cafe is now there so has he seen the changes as well? And has this been good for his business, maybe? I'm not sure, because um, he still keeps the... There are still aspects of the cafe which are kind of the old-fashioned cafe, how his Green Lanes one used to be. He's kind of adapted it. You know, the prices and the atmosphere. You know, my dad himself being an ethnic minority, you know, encourages people, all sorts of people to come in. It doesn't, you know, limit, it doesn't limit anyone, really. It feels really um, open 
in that in the cafe. So while you were at university, you were commuting. You didn't you didn't stay there. Oh no, at uni I did I did commute. I uni um, I studied at Arts Uni Bournemouth. Yeah, three years in Bournemouth. And how was that in comparison to your upbringing in in Tottenham? Oh yeah, that was very that was very different. First, it was far away. I like the area. I mean, amazing beach and and uh, scenery. But I really missed home and the shops there. You know, you got Sainsbury's, you got Co-op, but the, you know, I really miss the Turkish shops and different different people. It was it was limiting. So every time I came back, it felt like a massive hit of culture. Of it felt like I was on holiday when I came back. You know, I was surrounded by so many different. I mean, the things that I missed. So I tried to yeah, I go to the shops and take as much as I could to take back to Bournemouth. So it made me grateful. I think it made me grateful for what um, West Green Road was. I think I think that's around the time where the idea for a documentary or something to highlight the street came about. The other thing I was going to ask you is because I feel like filmmaking is quite out there. How did it all start? What was your path into filmmaking, to film school, etc.? Into filmmaking, actually, it was um, a filmmaking workshop from in Tottenham. Mm-hmm. And um, that workshop was funded by the government, and they, you had these two filmmakers that just showed us the basics, showed us how to use a camera, how to mark up a clapperboard, how to. We we were literally, I think, thirteen year olds with department roles that you'd see in film production. So one of us would have a boom, one of us would use a camera, and it was it felt really professional. We had a script. And then we took the script into storyboarding, and then from storyboarding, yeah, we made it happen. And we and I just fell in love. I just I just love that process. And every time the workshop popped up, I would go straight into it to the point where I was getting a bit too old, and everyone there was uh, pretty young. So I was like, okay, maybe I should move on and 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 take this on, make my own films with the friends that I made at the workshop, and make them make these films in my spare time yeah that that's how it happened and unfortunately i don't think that's happening anymore this this workshop the government isn't funding these things um and from from what i've heard it's it's not happening and i feel like if it was you'd definitely have more filmmakers from more deprived areas because right now film is is starting to become more of a an elite thing again Did you then study film already at sixth form or when did the thought of really pursuing it as a career come to you? To be fair, it was straight after that workshop. <laughs> the age of, I think it was 13. So I did the workshop, made some films with friends. And then um, at secondary school, I focused in with media and then applied to study at the Brit School, which is very performing arts and used all the content that I made to get into it, which I very luckily did. And um, the Brit School was an incredible experience. I was surrounded by people that were like-minded and um, were creative because, I don't know, in my secondary school, I felt like a bit of an outcast, really, everyone. It was just me meeting up with my media teacher and reading comics during lunchtime, and everyone else were, like, bad men. So, I, yeah, I, I didn't feel like I belonged in secondary school but once I went to college as I said like where everyone was open I felt more free more free to express myself and yeah I got to work with musicians got to work with 
actors and it just it just worked really well and then from there I made really close friends that I still make films with today and yeah from there I went to Arts Uni Bournemouth where I specialize in film production been two years now since I've uh, two years since I've graduated and now I'm freelancing in high-end tv and film and, and making my own things on the side like you know the documentary or music videos or some anything creative really Yeah, how did you go about, for example, the the West Green Road documentary film? When I was studying at Bournemouth, I felt like I really missed home. And every time I came back, I was so grateful for what was around and what made it special. And it felt really precious to me as well. I was like, oh, my God, if this turned into Bournemouth or if this went away, it would be such a shame. And it needs to be captured and and it needs to I need to show the world how I feel about it. I need to show the world why I think it's special. And yeah, that that's mainly the idea of capturing it and encouraging everyone to see it. I feel like some people just don't even try going in, in the shops. Sometimes they're empty. I'm like, why are they empty? There are so many people that live around here. Um they they should try. Um and sometimes it's about, you know, the fear barrier people are scared of going in because it's so different to what they're used to and I yeah I can totally understand that um it's strange it's not the shops aren't your typical shops that you'd see in central London they're very relaxed and with lockdown and things being more restricted I wonder if more people discovered what is is, is close to them made an effort <laughs> that's how I excused all my takeaway meals I was like I'm just supporting the local businesses here <laughs> and yeah maybe takeaways allow people to try the food and then maybe that could be the first step and then the next step would be to go in the shop when lockdown opens up yeah hopefully lockdowns allow people to go into their own communities more especially those who just you know maybe just live there because it's cheaper and don't actually use the businesses around there. And again, like that was one of the motivators to make the, the documentary to encourage people who live there not to just use Seven Sisters Tube Station, but to use the high street. And and actually at the screening um, and online as well, people said, oh, wow, I didn't know this existed. Oh, I didn't know this was here. Um, so I'm going to definitely check it out. And and that that's the idea to, to see the friendly, to see the faces of, of the shop owners and, and um, hear them speak and hear them how they feel about people coming in and yeah they're very open they're very friendly and yeah I mean it's not it's not a perfect high street it's um, it's a very rough high street there's crime there's uh, um, there's definitely drugs so it's not pretty but there are very strong positive aspects of it and it will be a shame not to not to celebrate that I don't know. Do I even want to talk about the riots? How old were you? Oh, I was um, about 13, 14. So were you in London or were you away on holiday as well? I was on holiday. Yeah, I was in Turkey when it happened. And it was, yeah, it was really strange. Luckily, my dad's cafe wasn't affected. You know, it was green, in green lanes. But it, it was horrific, yeah, to see the high street all up in flames. When I got back, even I saw some of my classmates on the front page you know holding a stone it was so weird it definitely brought attention it definitely showed how people feel frustrated in the area and understand why because they don't feel like people care or there is much effort going on for the area and I felt that way too I felt like 
um, nothing much was good. The government or anything was involved apart from, you know, the odd workshop. It felt neglected. That's what it felt like. And only now there seems to be care into it because of gentrification. I felt alien. I felt when I was younger embarrassed to say that I was from Tottenham because it had such a bad rep. When I went to college, I would say, oh, I'm, I'm, from, I'm close to Muswell Hill, you know, that kind of area. And now, and now I'm proud to say I'm from Tottenham because I understand, you know, that I should be proud of it. And it took me not being there and studying away from it to really appreciate the area and everything um, that I took for granted. It's a bit like your parents, you live with them, you hate them. And then when you leave, you miss them and you appreciate them. There was neglection. I feel like more care into the area would be good while maintaining the businesses and the people that make it Tottenham. So are you going to be more interested into in documentary filmmaking or actually script writing and then producing those scripts? I like um, social realist films, kind of, you know, narrative films shot in a kind of documentary style. And I did that as part of my graduation film at uni and that re went really well. Um, and that was about a young girl and her mother who lived in a council estate that was set to be demolished and it followed her last days and how she went about things so yeah there are that theme is is that a film people can watch online somewhere or not yeah yeah you can find it um, on my website the full short films there um it did quite well in some film festivals which um yeah i'm happy about it's uh, portstown park it's 15 minutes long we shot it in bournemouth in paul where there are lots of council estates. And luckily we found one where we were able to film in, well, film outside. Actually, it was quite interesting the way we filmed it. We had to pretend we were filming inside because we weren't allowed. So we got the outside shots and then we went in Airbnb, got the inside shots of something else. And then um, we went to, yeah, we just got bits and bobs everywhere and turned it into one thing, which uh, worked out in the end. But yeah, I think um, documentary right now seems to be Seems to be the way I'm going. I quite enjoy it. Yeah, how did you go about, for example, the, the West Green Road documentary mm, film? Well, West Green Road was more... When I was studying at Bournemouth, I felt like I really missed home. And every time I came back, I was so grateful for what was around and what made it special. And it felt really precious to me as well. I was like, oh my God, if this turned into Bournemouth or if this went away, it would be such a shame. And it needs to be captured and, and it needs to be, um, I need to show the world how I feel about it. I need to show the world why I think it's special. And yeah, that, that's mainly the idea of capturing it and encouraging everyone to see it. I feel like some people just don't even try going in, in the shops. Sometimes they're empty. I'm like, why are they empty? There are so many people that live around here. They, they should try. Sometimes it's about, you know, the fear barrier people are scared of going in because it's so different to what they're used to. And I, yeah, I can totally understand that. Um, it's strange. It's not the shops aren't your typical shops that you'd see in central London. They're very relaxed. Um, Do you have West Green on, on your website? Yeah, got, got that on the website. And I regularly put my content on there as well. So right now I'm making some um, short films for the National Youth Theatre with their shows that are coming up and I try to bring in my style into those videos they're shot in a in, in the way I like to shoot them in a documentary way and I always try to be as creative as I can with those videos and um, anytime I have a music video or another documentary coming up it'll be going on there 
Um, so yeah, my website's um, Eren Kaplan. So E-R-E-N-K-A-P-L-A-N.co.uk. I will link it. Instead of top tips, you just want people to explore West Green Road and the local shop, cross that barrier and, and go into the barber shop. Exactly. Put a bit more effort into checking out different shops that you're not used to. Try markets that look a bit rougher, aren't as you know pretty and packaged. And you're going to find so many things in there. If, if you're someone that likes kind of whole foods or you like going to Planet Organic and you like getting these interesting grains i bet you're going to find that at the quarter of the price in west green road it's going to be real it's going to be from that country and sold by someone who knows what they're selling and can give you tips on how it's it's made in 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 their culture in their in their country so you check out the local where you'll be surprised at how much you can find and the people you can meet and the friendships you can make and you'll just feel so much more comfortable living in that area And even if you don't live, come and support the high street as well. Yeah. As you said, a lot of the spices, especially, are always so much cheaper in those small shops and rice, etc. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And if you've got any questions about something that hasn't hasn't got anything English on it, go up to it. I mean, it, that's exciting. You go on holiday for this kind of experience. Why don't you do the same at home? Just have a bit of a holiday while you're home. Be daring. And do you want to plug your dad's cafe as well? And maybe tell us what should people order? Cafe Lemon. I like to be vegan as much as I can. Sometimes I go with cheese or, you know, milk, especially if my mom makes something. I'm not going to say no. At the cafe, they're always trying new things. They've got a vegan omelette, which I quite like. Um, and they've got Turkish eggs. That I very much recommend. So it's sourdough bread with poached eggs, strained garlic yogurt bit of chili oil and it's a traditional turkish thing and i think they had pomegranate seeds i'm not sure i haven't tried it recently but i'm definitely going to do that on a non-vegan day yeah the burgers are quite nice as well they've got a beyond burger and they do turkish coffee if you want to try turkish coffee it's very strong worth giving a go thank you very much aaron for being on the podcast and for all the top tips that we've got Thank you, Jamila, for inviting me. This is my first podcast. I'm very much looking forward to listening to it. I urge you to go and check out Aaron's website and watch his short documentary about West Green Road. It's called London's Unhealthiest High Street and his coming-of-age short film, Portstone Park. Let's make him famous. This also concludes the opening trilogy and from now on episodes will be released every other Thursday starting next Thursday the 19th of May. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, learn something new and let that Tottenham love grow. Take care and until next time, bye!